Welcome to the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. The Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. Matt Reed. Hey everyone, episode 50 today. We're halfway. It's Matt from the uh, Razor Web Design Wire Podcast, and we're talking about today just a little brief overview of a few interesting um, good pointers you can use when building a website, um, doing content. It's just sort of an overall tips here and there sort of episode. So we're just going to run through a few tips. Now, when you're picking a domain name, if you haven't got a website yet or you've got a website and you've got a horribly long domain name, then listen in. So when you're picking a domain name, you're generally going to pick either one or two things. You're going to pick your business name and then put .co.nz or .com at the end. Or you're going to pick your service industry and location as the domain name. So it might be like aucklandcleaning.co.nz or aucklandmechanicshop.com. So generally you're going to either pick one of the two. Now you've got to remember, when you pick a domain name, make sure that it's short and it's easy to spell. Because it's annoying when you're telling, and I know this from experience, it's annoying when someone, you know, you say to them, it's Auckland, um, Auckland Mobile Repairs. And it's a long-winded word like that. And people might not know how to spell Auckland, for example. Or they might not know how to spell mobile and repairs. Or you've got to spell it to them. and Or, or that name's a specific way. Like take, take me, for example. I've got a domain name that is mattreed.co.nz. Now, how many ways can you spell Matt Reed? M-A-T-R-E-I-D, M-A-T-T-R-E-I-D, M-A-T-R-E-A-D. You get, you get the idea. So what I'm trying to say, guys, is try and pick a domain name that's easy to spell and that's easy to remember, and it's not going to invoke someone saying, oh, how do you spell that? Or is it a, is it two T's or one T? Is it an E-I or E-A? That's what you've got to try and avoid. Make it simple and easy to spell. Now, furthermore, email addresses. Everyone's going to want your email address. If you've got a long domain name, people get sick of having to type out a long domain name. So keep it short. Even abbreviate it um, where possible. You know, if you're a mobile electrician in Auckland, instead of aucklandmobileelectrician.co.nz, it might be uh, ame.co.nz, for example. Yeah, info at ame.co.nz. See, it's a lot more simple and easy to type in. So that's domain names. Now, hosting. If you're doing your website on on a platform like WordPress or Magento or Silverstripe, you're going to need hosting. If you're buying hosting, make sure you buy hosting that is local in your area. If you're targeting people in the local area around you, make sure your website's hosted in your country or in your local area. Because when you've got, you know, for example, we're based here in New Zealand. If I go and host my website on a server in America, you know, 12 hour flight away, that's a long distance for the website to travel um, or the latency for, as such for the website to travel to New Zealand through the network. Now, it's still, you know, speed of light is real quick, but it's just that little bit slower. And that little bit slower can cause that little bit more people to leave the website because it's taking too long to load. Now, I honestly see so many websites that are hosted over in the US um, in New Zealand here, and they're so slow. You sit there for like five seconds before anything shows up. Now, sure, most people are pretty patient you know, they say the rule's three seconds and people are gone. Well, personally, I think it's a little bit longer than that. But irrespective of that, the quicker the better. The quicker your website loads, the quicker the person's going to look at it and not get distracted and leave. So it's important you pick a good hosting provider. And make sure you pick one that actually costs maybe a little bit of money. Don't pick the 99 cent or the free this and free that, blah, blah, 
jargon that they all try and sell you because at the end of the day it's probably a horrible service and um, horrible customer support and your website's probably going to be down half the time. So make sure you pick a reputable and not cheap, so to speak, web hosting provider. If you can get a host for a dollar a month or $10 a month, spend the extra $9. It's only 30 cents extra. It's only 30 cents a day when you break it down. So make sure you use a good hosting provider, guys. Now, content. Remember, when doing content for your website, write it so that it's based around what your customer expects to see or understand. If you're an IT person, um, you know I'm, a, I'm an IT person, but if you fix computers, for example, or you do business software for um, or business backups for companies, don't sell them uh, Microsoft Azure cloud backups. You know you're probably saying, Matt, what the hell's that? Well, that's exactly right. So don't sell them the jargon or the technical words that they won't themselves understand. When you write content for your customers, write it based around what they would actually search for. If I'm wanting car insurance or I'm wanting life insurance, I'm just going to search life insurance. I'm not going to search income protection insurance, for example. Um, Now, they're two sort of different things, obviously, but try and write your content in a way that is relevant to what the customer is searching, not the technical term that you would call it in your industry. Now, there's lots of examples of that, but um, you know the IT analogy just there is a good way to do it. If someone wants to have fast internet, maybe don't necessarily market it as fiber internet. Market it as fast internet. People will search as, I want fast internet. Most of them will search that before they search, I want high-speed fiber internet with 100 megabyte you know, up, up, upstream and downstream download, whatever it might be. See, even I don't know some of this stuff. But make sure your content's written direct to the customer. Now, another part of content is keep it short, sharp, and simple. Have a headline, have a few bullet points, have a couple of paragraphs, but keep it at that. Don't have big novels of text. People don't have time in this day and age to be sitting there reading through two pages about how... Uh, you set up your business five years ago because your dog gave you an idea or inspiration or something. I, too many people get too overboard on explaining their business. At the end of the day, it sounds a little bit um, pretentious, I guess, but people uh, f- people only want to know how you can help them. They don't want to go, oh, oh, so that's what he's, oh, yeah, that's interesting. They don't care. They want to know, can you help me? How can you help me? How much is it going to cost? Show me a few examples. Cool, I'm in. So you've got to really consider, guys, that you write and uh, write to please the customer. Don't write to please yourself, so to speak. Don't write to sell yourself. Write to add value and show how you can add value to people. If you're a business mentor, don't necessarily rave on the whole time about how you set up a business and sold it five years later and you know made 10 times what you originally set it up for. Sell it based on, I'm here with my previous experience to help you grow your business and help you sell your business at 10 times what you originally set it up for or what, you know, whatever it might be. So write it to sort of showcase how you're going to add value to the customer. Now, another one, guys, is photography. Photos are so important. You know, a picture tells a thousand words, a video tells a million words, really. If you can do a video, that's fantastic. Most of us, you know, we do photos. Get good photos. Pay a photographer. Get a good photographer in and get photos of the end result. Now, when I say the end result, guys, if you're a builder, you're an electrician, um, don't don't put a photo of a, a house half built up on your homepage. 
put a picture of a house completed, people sitting around outside the entertainment area having a barbecue. That's what people want to see. They want to see, oh, look at that. That's amazing. I'd, that house looks great. They don't want to see a, health, a house halfway in progress with the toilet area ripped out and there's wood everywhere and nails sticking out. They don't want to see that. They want to see what the end result is. I'm paying for the end result. I'm not paying to see it in progress. Now, sure, have a few little interesting photos, you know, perhaps of your workshop or your processes and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you're going to be selling the end result to people. Now, if you don't have the money for a photographer, sure, just do some yourself on a good smartphone and just make sure you frame them the best way possible. There's plenty of good YouTube videos out there to teach you how to do these sorts of things. But if you can get a photographer, great. If you want to use stock photos then you can do that. Now, stock photos are taken just by other people randomly around the world, and generally you pay a small fee to use that photo in your website. So you sort of license that photo to use. So if you're a builder, you might go and find building pictures and use them in your in your website. But again, guys, people can really tell a fake photo from a real photo. So just be careful how you do it. Now, I hope that, is helpful. I hope that was helpful. If, if you do want to get some free stock photos, there's two websites you can check out. That's pexels.com. P-E-X-E-L-S dot com. Now that, that domain name's a little bit tricky to spell, but and there's also one called Pixabay, P-I-X-A-B-A-Y dot com. Now for paid stock photos, which at the end of the day are better, they just cost money. <laughs> I use Adobe Stock. So if you search Adobe Stock, then uh, that'll get you in on that side of it. But anyway, guys, that was episode 15. I just wanted to do this quick uh, sort of overview episode just of a few real important pointers that you can use in your business and your website to help grow it online. And I hope you found that helpful. And I hope you join me and subscribe and follow and listen to our next 50 episodes that we're trying to get done before the end of 2019 leading into 2020. See everyone, that's Matt from the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast. And I hope you enjoyed it and let me know how I added value to you today. Cheers. That was the Razor Web Design Wire Podcast with Matt Reed. For more, visit razorweb.co.nz.